Yeah, I don't know. We're recording. I mean, this is this is sync ratios, and I'm Luke Piotrowski. Uh, I'm Ben Collins, and joining us again is our dear friend and uh, third mic now, uh, Kevin Phillips. Hello. This is. I don't know. We're not going to do an episode necessarily today. This is kind of a. Uh, so this was episode twenty one point twenty one twenty one something like that. Yeah. Uh. Just a little extra because I just got back from Japan and I did a lot of Evangelion-based activities uh, on my vacation. Yeah, you had an otaku vacation. I did. Uh, we're all very proud of you. Much to my wife's dismay. <laughs> um, so you you have so so you're gonna you're gonna sort of walk us through a bunch of things and Kevin and I will ask you questions and um, yeah, get you just off track it seemed stuff. worth it because I mean we're covering all this Evangelion stuff. You know, this is the an ev- sync ratio is an Evangelion podcast. Yes. So it it seemed like if I had done all these things, you know, and I think particularly the 4D movie at Universal Studios Japan is not going to be there for very much longer. It's like the rest of the summer. So I'm like, maybe, maybe the rest of this month of August. Damn. And then after that, I think it's gone. So I don't, you're not going to be able to see it most of you and, it, and, and nowhere in america right no this is just a japan this is just yes. a japan thing yeah uh so we'll talk about that some but it just it seemed like well we should probably discuss these things uh, and as somebody who was able there to so i went to the ava store uh-huh. which is always there which is a year-round thing and you, have you been there before i had never been there before in but Ke- i have have you been there kevin I have not. Is it part of Universal Studios? The Ava store? Yeah. The store is a different thing. Uh, It's in, there's two of them actually. And you know, there's, there's this thing in Japan where they have pop-up stores. Like Mm -hmm. I went to the Junji Ito pop-up store. Oh yeah. um, Where they'll have like these products that, you know, are exclusive and oh, in this bookstore, there'll be a little Junji Ito section and it's, it's Mm -hmm. the pop-up store and it's like, oh, these exclusive items and they're there for a couple months and then it goes away. I think they were doing that with the Ava store, but now there's just, it's just a permanent fixture and there's multiple ones. So it'll be licensed merchandise, t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. And then a lot of like designer t-shirts and things where they'll do like partnerships with a bathing ape, for example, is a big mm-hmm. Japanese like brand. So it's like really high end and fancy shirts and things that they sell there. And so it's, some of them are really cool. Some of them are kind of lame and they like will, will fit differently, but it's all like sort of hot couture kind of stuff. Yeah. And then also <laughs> really like Mark Jacobs, even and stuff or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I can talk about the Ava store too. I just to, sort of to give the heads up. So there's the Ava store. There's, there's two of them that, that exist. Mm-hmm. I went to the one in Ikebukuro and then I also went to the Ava cafe or the Ava bar, mm-hmm. which is a pop-up bar, which is another occasional thing that they have. Where yeah. They have I went to the, Drinks and foods and menus and stuff like what's that. The, what's the one I went to when I was there last? The the, the company that does Final Fantasy. Oh, Square. Yeah, Square I went to the Enix. Square one. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to those three <laughs> things in addition to just like also looking everywhere for anything that might be, you know, Ava related. I'm like, there's an Asuka outside of this store. I should go in there. Um, so this, I just wanted to catch everybody mm-hmm. up on that, but, but particularly talk about the 4D movie because that Which, Okay, yeah. Is, so how did yeah. you find out about the 4D movie? Because you just have... You troll all the sites. Yeah, that, yeah. I, you know, Crunchyroll news sites and Anime News Network and, and just stuff that I follow on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. I'm deeply committed to the nerd <laughs> lifestyle. So Respect. I follow all these things. They actually did it. This is a the thing they've been doing at Universal Studios Japan for five years now. This is the fifth anniversary of, of this thing called Cool Japan. Okay. Where they do limited time licensed of Japan exclusive properties. Uh-huh. Um, so while I was there, they had a Sailor Moon 4D movie. 
they had the Evangelion versus Shin Godzilla 40 mm-hmm. movie, and they had an Attack on Titan um, sort of, yeah, I guess it's a 40 movie, but a, a, in a different area. Like, the Attack on Titan one took over the Terminator 2 3D, which is still at Universal Studios Japan. Oh, like the, like the same ride that we have here? Right. Exact nice. same ride. Oh, wow, okay. The Terminator 2 ride. But it was like, okay, Terminator 2 is not going to be there for three months because it's being replaced by Attack on Titan. So they kind of redecorate the space. They have the three screens that would be there for the mm-hmm. Terminator 2 3D movie. They have the seats that you know can move up and down and stuff. But it's been repurposed to be an Attack on Titan experience. So when you feel like the breath on the back of your neck or whatever, they do those right. kind of effects. And yes. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there was a giant, you know, colossal Titan head that like the characters on the screen like point behind you and you turn around and while you've been watching the movie, this giant like life size colossal Titan head has risen behind you. Cool. And it's all like lit up with, you know. Um, did it spook you out no but i'm pretty case hardened to stuff like that so you know i've done a definitely theme park guy so and so but they have like a four so they yeah they've done this for for five years and i remember the first time they did it five years ago they had uh like resident evil maybe even I, I, i definitely remember seeing maybe it wasn't five years ago so i'm trying to think of the timeline but attack on titan's probably been on for yeah, five years yeah, five years probably um, but maybe it was the first or second year, but if they had Shin, Go- a Shin Godzilla attraction and an Evangelion attraction that were separate and they had an Attack on Titan attraction and they update them every year because the Attack on Titan one was covering stuff that happened this season, like just months ago wow. on the show. And, uh, so this was a new Shin Godzilla versus Evangelion thing that was totally different. So I don't, it seems like kind of a waste of money to like... <laughs> make these kind of immersive attractions and then only use them for a couple months. But anyway, that's So the thing. when you say Shin Godzilla versus Evangelion, yeah. what yeah. does that entail? I mean, do you want me to go through the... Yeah, dive well, in, well, Okay, man. first I've explained what a 4D movie is because I have a vague idea, but... Yeah, so the in at Universal Studios Japan, which is very similar, it's like a scaled-down version of our Universal Studios. You know, yeah. like, there's there's Universal Studios in Orlando, which is the biggest and best yeah. one. Yeah, and the one here is actually pretty small, so it's probably, I wonder if it's... Right, because I guess that's the original, and it was actually the Universal Studios. Yeah, it's, it's you, at Universal You Studios. could actually tour the studio. Yeah, right? my, and, my favorite uh, newbie LA story was going to a meeting at Universal and um, getting my directions wrong and getting <laughs> off at Universal's the theme park and right. having to having to walk through <laughs> to the... Like, I got to, and I found a security guard and I was like, look, I have a meeting at Universal and I'm in the wrong fucking place. And I didn't drive because like, I didn't have a car at the time. So and I was like, how do I get there? And he's like, okay, you got to walk through the city walk and get on this tram thing. With the, so it was like with all the tourists going back to their cars and then had to walk up. You got to get... Yeah. You got to wait in this line and yeah. get on this boat through Amity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had to go, yeah, on the jaws. Look out for there. the shark. Yeah. So um, yeah, that that is possible to do. That they are at the same place. Very funny. So yeah, the, so there's there's different sizes, and this is probably more comparable to. I, I grew up uh, in Georgia, and like normally would go to the Orlando one. So I haven't been to the actual LA Universal oh, Studios yet. Um, but I imagine that the Japanese one is a little bit smaller because you know, like Orlando, you can buy so much land, and there's like huge sprawling. Mm-hmm places but uh so it's a little bit more currently you can see the hogwarts spires from the jaws ride you know it's a little but yeah it's a lot of the same stuff and the the rides that i went on that were at universal studios were exactly the same Mm -hmm. like we went on the harry potter ride and it was the exact same ride it's fucking Mm -hmm. cool that's a good ride which is a great ride i haven't Um, gone on the harry potter ride 
I haven't been to Universal Studios in a minute. I mean, really? I, like you, like when I grew up, I went to the Orlando faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, those are the. I only went those to those ones. ones. Right. I mean, and, and I, I would imagine. I wonder actually if it, like Disney World, comparable to Disneyland, is like a bigger Disney World better. Yeah. And so I wonder if the Universal Studios in Orlando is a. Uh, oh, it's massive compared. It's to the massive. One here. Compared, the one here yeah. is tiny. There's not even that many rides in like. I mean, the biggest fuck up is they took they got rid of the ET ride, which is like a, <laughs> a crime against humanity, in my opinion. I don't know if that's still in Orlando or not either. I think it, it might was be, up but... until recently. I know because my sister uh, took her kids. I definitely to... miss rides that are actually rides. Like I like all the new stuff, like the Spider Man, where it's kind of like a three D movie, but you're moving through it, and it's like these hybrid rides. And Harry Potter's sort of a hybrid, but mm-hmm. I do miss the straight up like riding through animatronics, like ride rides. Well, I but... I mean, my favorite aspect of it is that the the format. Because uh, I didn't go to Universal Studios in Florida until I was like in college, and so I could appreciate that like clearly whoever had the brilliant idea that the format of the ride is all right, everybody, uh, welcome to the to the real place. The movie was a movie, <laughs> but this is the real place. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, this is Skynet or whatever. Welcome right. to the thing. You saw it in the movie, and it's uh, real. We're going to take you on a tour and show you the thing. And then, oh shit, yeah. the thing from the movie is attacking the real place. You have to help us fight it. And it's like, yeah. I went on, like, there's like four rides in a row. They're like, the, the Jurassic Park ride was that, the Terminator 2 ride was that. Um, the Back to the Future ride was that. Like, it's all like the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of ties into what. I'll talk about That's a little was, bit, hoping, but yeah, yeah, like having a, and the big thing with those, with the rides Universal is having a narrative set up of like, well, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And you're a part of the movie. Yeah. You're yeah. a part of the, it's not just like you get there and, um, but yeah, so a 4d movie, <laughs> this is all explained mm-hmm. what a 4d movie is, which is the ones that you've, you've, you've seen them, they, but they, at the university of Japan, they have a 4d movie theater, which I think is kind of built to be, to house whatever, you know, yeah. comes through, but the seats, you know, air will blow on you, mm-hmm. water will spray on you. The seats can lift up and drop down mm. and tilt ever so slightly. So it's not like the Back to the Future ride or the Simpsons, which changed into the Simpsons ride. I don't know what it is now. Oh. But where you're like in a car that's moving, looking at a big screen, you're in a theater, mm-hmm. but the seats have a little bit i imagine it's similar to d-box i've never seen a movie in d-box before but there's there's like a little bit of movement to the Mm -hmm. seat um and then obviously it's in 3d and there'll be some stuff that sprays on you and some smoke and stuff so that's what a 4d movie is and when i was there during the day it was sailor moon so we Mm -hmm. saw the sailor moon one and then uh after three o'clock it's godzilla versus evangelion and how long is it like it was Fairly substantial. I mean, you know, it's like about as long as the Terminator 2 okay. ride. Like so like... 30 minutes, 45 minutes or something? Oh, no. Much yeah. less than much that. Oh, like, okay. More like 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. There's there's sort of a lot to talk about, but I will say the Attack on Titan one was, was not as good because it didn't do the thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. which is have any sort of narrative yeah. to it. And... The animation was not as good. It felt much more temporary, like video game cutscene stuff. And it was cool because it was Attack on Titan, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't quite as polished. And they had some fun stuff, like they had some actors on stage and stuff dressed in the costumes. And so it was neat, but th- we saw that first because mm-hmm. Evangelion wasn't open yet. And I was sort of like, okay, is this one it's going to be? Like, that's fine. Like, it's, it's going to be cool. <laughs> and then the Sailor Moon one is like, oh, this is way better because it mm. was consistent. Like, the, you go to the Sailor Moon one and you're led into the room and you sit there and you're like, sitting and there's like a ballroom and what they, the way they shoot it is like it's a consistent shot it doesn't cut away the attack on titan one would cut away mm-hmm. and it cut into animation and it would show you scenes from the show and stuff like that redone in 3d so it was neat 
but it didn't have a consistent perspective. But the Sailor Moon one was like, okay, you're sitting here in a theater and on the stage, the characters are there. And when they're flying 3D, it's sort of like you're watching the movie, but really you're looking at a stage where they're, where they're interacting with you. Was, you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but is it, is, it, is it like 3D animated or are they like... Yeah, like CG animations. Look okay. like a, like Sailor Moon Pixar movie, okay. sort of. Okay, But they're flying out, you know, the bad guy's coming to get you and then the, you know, Sailor Jupiter will come in or Sailor uh-huh. Mercury and like sh- shoot water at it and... So it, but it, the idea is sort of to be like you're there with them, yeah, not that yeah. you're watching a movie that is in 3D, but you are sitting in a room and the characters are there, That's and they and they look the like life size, like to scale CG 3D right. rendered, <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. So the idea is more that you are in the movie, you come into this room and there's the ballroom. It's like the background's getting destroyed yeah, yeah. and the, mo- the monsters flying out, but we're not. The camera doesn't move and the camera doesn't cut. That's it's a, cool. It's a consistent shot, so it feels immersive. Like oh, there's Sailor Moon's right in front of me. So there's like, oh shit, that one was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Evangelion one does the whole and guys, spoilers for the Evangelion versus Shin Godzilla 4D <laughs> ride at Universal Studios <laughs> Japan. I will go through the whole thing as much as you guys want. I think, I mean, I, I imagine that there's not a single person listening to this that has actually had the opportunity to see it. I'm going to take a wild stab out of the Maybe not. 350 approximately people that listen to this podcast. Look, if you've seen it, let us know. Um, but I think that you're probably doing everyone a favor here. So yeah, yeah. So I found that they were doing it, and it was like, well, this is too good to pass up. And you know, normally I don't have enough money to <laughs> take a trip to Japan, um, but I could kind of make it work. And I was like, oh, we're doing the podcast. I encouraged. <laughs> there's this there's too. a handful of people listening mm-hmm. who might give a shit. Mm-hmm. I can sort of you know that, it and was, it just motivated it was me. For like, work. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I never needed to do. It'd be great if you had some sort of badge. That you tried to present as a credential <laughs> yeah, to like right, kind of yeah. get in. Oh, this is the press. This yeah. is my, my press pass. Maybe we should have tried to do that. No, I don't think that would have worked. Podcaster, a podcast badge. Right, yeah. Like you flash it like your FBI badge. Like, hi, it's I'm like an American the old, podcaster. The old right. press hat, you know, with like the with the little press pass tucked into the brim. Um, but the Evangelion one, is, obviously I, I don't speak Japanese and it's not. Sometimes oh, anyway. Oh shit, I didn't think about that. So, you know, narratively, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it seems to be post second impact, and there was you go into this room and they have the screen sort of like the Terminator 2 ride or something where there's like we were but the idea was that the crowd was delegates who were here mm-hmm. for like a new bridge opening in Osaka three. So it mm-hmm. takes place in Osaka three because Universal Studios Japan is in the Kansai area where uh, where Toji's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is in Osaka, not Tokyo. So they incorporated that into the thing. Um, so the idea is, yeah, you're these delegates, and they have this thing called the Glauks, which is uh, like a, a cabin carrier or a crew carrier. So you know, like Evangelion has a little flying vehicles mm-hmm. the idea was they, they were showing you on the on little screens before you go into the theater what exactly this was and it's like welcome to osaka 3 and misato's voice comes on she's explaining this the glauks flyer which is this little flying thing and it picks up the crew cabin which is the theater so you're mm-hmm. sitting in you're supposedly sitting in this little uh vehicle that's carried by these helicopter things and this is where the consistent perspective comes in. It's like, okay, we're all going to file in, and you're going to get into the Glauks, and you're going to be flown around Osaka 3 uh-huh. um, in this thing. Uh, so and you're looking forward generally, but is it like 
is it like a, a like a three dimension like a three sixty sort of like if you looked at the side, is there stuff on the There's side? There's not in this one. There okay. was in the in the uh, Attack on Titan one, okay. but this one is just like a movie theater movie theater. Okay, okay. So you go in and you know eventually. Well, as you're as Misato is talking to you, then there's like an alarm. And the music starts, and the you know lights are flashing red, and uh, pops up on the screen, and there's Shin Godzilla in the distance, and then like, and it was just pretty crazy to be in a room full of people, and the lights are flashing red, and that music is playing, and then Shin Godzilla appears on the screen as if he's the most recent angel. I think they said he was pattern orange. Um, and, and so, then, so wait, is it? So it's just, it's a, it looks like a CG. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously Godzilla is not a real. Right, Shin Animal. Godzilla looked like Shin Godzilla. Okay. Like he looked like he did in the movie. I mean, what, like, yeah, these are I'm getting at. This is the thing I was most interested in: is that Shin Godzilla is presented as a, you know, live action character. So it's an incorporation. Evangelion of... is uh, not. Yes, yeah. but the Evangelions are rendered 3D animation, mm. so they look 3D. So they look real. So it looks like you're in theory. Yes, it looks like you're more, watching. I mean, yeah. it's not like Hollywood level special yeah, effects, sure. but they are 3D rendered. And okay. Shin Godzilla is 3D rendered and looks similar, you know, same design as the movie. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so it, it didn't look weird. It so didn't there, look like Roger Rabbit or something. Are characters in, are you seeing, like you said, you hear Misato's voice, but you're not. Well, it's just like in the show where she'll pop up in the corner of the screen. Okay. And you see the animated Misato still picture. Like in Star Fox. Like in yes. Star Fox. Yes. Is it yes. Shin Godzilla in his ultimate form? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Shin Godzilla sort of appears, and uh-huh. then it's like, oh shit! Like, okay, everybody file in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you go into the into the room, and it's like black. And you're sitting in the theater, and a sync screen comes up, and so you're wearing through. And this this kind of the coolest thing to me was when you know when when they sync up with the event again. It's like mm-hmm. does the rainbow, mm-hmm. and then like sparkles and the different like psychedelic things appear. Yeah. It like does that. It like cool. syncs up your Holy vehicle. Shit. So you're sitting in 3D and like Misato <laughs> so appears, cool. and it's like well, you know sync, and then like Makoto appears in the bottom screen. Like all my favorite characters were heavily uh, involved in this thing. So like. Makoto and Maya and Aoba, like they're popping up in the bottom corner of this thing the whole oh time, my God. which is super exciting. So yeah, so Misato and Makoto appear first, and they sort of like so I don't know what they're saying, but they sort of prepare, prepare you. The sync screen happens in three dimensions, and then like the seats tilt back, and you're inside this little vehicle thing, you know, the screen, and then it launches you forward, and so you know the screen is moving, and you come into Osaka where there's all this neon. And there was a ton of cameos from Jet Jaguar, who we talked about on the podcast <laughs> before, but is the Ultraman ripoff character from the Godzilla movies. Yeah. So there was like posters for a Jet Jaguar movie, and there's like a big neon Jet Jaguar that's like there. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Um, so you, yeah, you, sorry, flying out, <laughs> flying out into the city. So you're, you're supposedly being carried by this helicopter thing and, uh, all these buildings have sort of turned into weapons, like uh-huh. much more so than the show. They do a little bit where you see like the, the building facades like drop away and like missile mm-hmm. launchers will come mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Like the entire city is this like fortress city. And so there's Shin Godzilla in the background. And again, the cool thing is you have a consistent perspective. It doesn't cut. The idea is, and they, mm-hmm. they stick to it the whole time, is that you are riding in this vehicle that's being suspended by this helicopter thing and you are moving through the city. Mm-hmm. So you're you're you have a consistent perspective to kind of never never shatter the illusion that you're picked up and you're flying close and you can see way in the distance Shin Godzilla and there's like bullets and missiles and stuff flying at him. And then one of those flying machines gets hit and it comes flying back at the screen and it 
knocks your carrier down and so you're falling oh wow like falling through the air and then a parachute comes out and you're looking up at the parachute and you're slowly drifting down and as you're slowly drifting down you are realize you're drifting down right in front of godzilla's face wow so the godzilla you know the godzilla theme plays you know and his like face is right in front of you in 3d and then he roars directly at you um, and you'd follow his whole body you get his down. breath at when he roars at you or whatever? Uh, I don't remember feeling breath at that point. Is um, there is there like a scent as well? Like rotten? I didn't, <laughs> like I didn't smell anything. I wish, I wish there had been. Yeah, I don't remember any smell. The Godzilla um, scent to be like a, like, a, like a fishy kind of musty. Yeah, because he's, well, he's got all those like boats and shit. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it comes out and all the... The, the fishing area and the essence of barnacle all. just the smell of that blood stuff that <laughs> yeah shoots out of his gills <laughs> i did buy a really cute plushie of the first form of shin godzilla oh. with the bloody gills and all that that's pretty fucking cool good. very cute probably my favorite godzilla film, oh, yeah I like for that. sure yeah i was watching that movie the other day actually but you drift down to his feet so you get the whole like oh my god godzilla's right there and then you land and then he's about to step on you and then Ava Unit 1 grabs you and picks you up. So you're in this little car, Damn. and the idea is that, okay, Shinji's holding you, and, like, Misato pops up, like, oh, Shinji-kun, like, you <laughs> saved him! And so he's, he's holding you, and Asuka in Unit 2 comes running up and tries to attack Godzilla. So Shinji's holding you, and you're watching Unit 2 battle with Shin Godzilla. Jesus. And then Rei shows up in Unit 0, and she's firing a gun at him. Mari does not show up. No, I was no, <laughs> sort of concerned it was going to be... Uh, rebuild movie stuff, but they kind of stick to. I mean, it, there's a little bit of rebuildy design, but even like the Nerve logo and like some of the stuff felt more show era. Mm, and interesting. Less, uh, That's kind of an interesting stuff. choice. I would kind of think that they would want to be. Yeah, I mean, it sort of seems like both, but you know, the the timeline is weird. I, I yeah, yeah. But, but I like that it was just the main three. It would um, have been really funny if it was just all Mari. That was, I, <laughs> does everything. I would yeah. have been. That would have laughed. But Mari doesn't show it. up, and Ritsuko doesn't show up. Damn. Um, but there's a lot of. Well, we're gonna get a lot of some other characters too. Ritsuko's on sabbatical. Yeah. Just <laughs> her and Mari are on vacation beach. together. <laughs> um, but my yeah. Um, so Shinji's uh, carrying you. He comes. He goes climbing up a building. Jumps at Godzilla. Godzilla bites his arm, whacks him with his tail. Shinji's holding you, and the pair of you go crashing through a building, like in Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, when the fist like goes flying through the building and hits the uh, the clacking metal balls. Like you're mm-hmm. like crashing through this this building, and then you end up falling down into the subway. Um, wow! And he gets back up, and he's still holding you, and then like Kaji appears on the screen, and wow. he comes flying one of those helicopter <laughs> things. And he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll pick them up. Like, Shinji, you go. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take care of them. So now you're attached to a new helicopter thing and able to fly around again. And so Kaji's piloting you around, apparently. Uh, Gendo pops up to identify Godzilla as a pattern orange. So he's not an angel, but they're going to attack him. Mm-hmm. Threat nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and so the three Avas are battling him. Um, and then you have the big buildup to where he's going to breathe fire. And Godzilla breathes his fire at something, and then you see it sort of coalesce in the usual way. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the way King Ghidra appears mm-hmm. where there's like sort of like these weird flashes and he sort of like takes shape out of animated flames. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. Original thing. So there's like an updated version of that. And they had sort of teased with some of the footage you were watching while you were standing and waiting in the room mm-hmm. that King Ghidra was going to appear. 
and he does. So he comes out, and it seems like that's what Godzilla is trying to fight, or that's what he's here to fight. Okay. And it's a redesigned King Ghidra that's not exactly in the Shin Godzilla style, but it is a new version of King Ghidra that looks and certainly moves in a much more Anoe way, and that he moves very like a snake underwater. Oh, sure. Like there's sure. a, it feels like when he's f- moving through the air, it feels like he's moving underwater. So there's like a lot, of, like all the heads. It's an interesting thing. If you saw King of the Monsters, did you see I, King of the Monsters? I missed it because I was traveling and I feel like such an asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing, but I like really in to. that one, there's the whole, they do the deal like, Oh, the heads like snap at each other, you mm-hmm. know, and like are sort of like distinct personalities. And this, all three heads move and, perfect like Mm -hmm. kind of beautiful unison so it feels really flowy and eerie uh which is just a classic thing just the movement feeling really well and remind me just like because i'm just thinking a bunch of different directions here but like have they announced that there are going to be more japanese godzilla movies like anna's certainly not doing another one correct we talked about this no anna's doing something else which is exciting to talk about yes but but but, but i was just sort of wondering like are there do you think that this they were there was talk for a second about sequels to Shin Godzilla. My understanding, I believe Shinji Higuchi is on record as saying there is a licensing thing with America to do mm-hmm. the legendary movies. Yeah. And that Japan is part of this deal, not supposed to make any more until they're done with it's King like Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Right. So until next year, 2020, that the Japan uh, Toho is not going to be making any of their live action Godzilla movies to compete with those. Got it. Okay. So... I've heard Notion Godzilla 2 after 2020 Toho will start making live action movies again. And they're the thing that I heard that they were teasing was like sort of a, Oh, a shared monster universe, sort of mm-hmm. like Marvel movies and yeah, stuff yeah. here. Like that they'll do stuff with their Toho monsters in their own continuity, but it wouldn't be a continuation of that. It'll be sort of a new thing. But I think that's why they did the anime, the three mm-hmm. anime Godzilla movies in the interim is because they could do those. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't contractually do any other live action ones. Hmm. So they're working on stuff. They haven't said exactly what. Yeah, I was just sort of like, in my mind. I was wondering if this this new version of Ghidra is like a sort of beta test. I think it's exclusive something. for this. Yeah. And there was a you know I collect some of the vinyl Godzilla toys like the little. This is what I was trying to have mm-hmm. you get in Japan yeah, that yeah. one time was the Shin Godzilla, and they made one exclusive of this King Ghidra there, but it was like forty five dollars. Oh, they're all they're so fucking expensive. Yeah, but like $20 normally, no, you know, like $16, $20, like, okay, fine. For a vinyl thing, like, I'll pay that. But this was like 45 What was the one that I found? The one that I was trying to find, I found it, it was like $300 or something. Well, yeah, there's some fancy ones for <laughs> yeah. sure. But, but yeah. So, yeah, this King Ghidra appears, um, and he shoots lightning. Oh, the really cool thing about him was he you know, does his sort of lightning thing, and it blasts apart the building's and then when it blasts them apart, they kind of float. Like, the it feels like there's, like, sort of anti-gravity beams. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like this King Ghidra is a little bit, you know, if you know Space Godzilla, I'm sure. going to get a little geeky here, but, like, has, like, sort of, like, telekinetic powers, which is mm-hmm. always one of the weird limitations of these giant monsters in the suits is, like, well, they can't really move very much, so having them fight, there's a lot of, like, firing of beams in yeah, <laughs> like different yeah. weird ways to sort of make them be able to interact and fight because it's so bulky. Yeah, <laughs> like, the limited. Hard to move. Yeah. Um, but the idea is like, it's very Evangelion style. Like the buildings would blast apart and then they would like float in the air and then Ghidra opens his wings mm-hmm. and they like sort of uh, 
flare with like colors and then all the floating building pieces collapse onto Godzilla like a black hole like oh whoa pinning him like it was psychically controlling the gravity and like trapping him by making all the building pieces fly at him and, like sort of bury him all around that's fucking cool so he's like making so th- but then throughout the rest of the fight there's just all these destroyed buildings that are just kind of floating in the middle mm-hmm. of the air, like anti-gravity stuff. Too, yeah. And it's also because, again, your consistency, you know, looking at the city, the skies are getting darker and the buildings are floating, so the destruction kind of stays and it lingers. Mm-hmm. So it like, turns gradually into this hellscape the longer the fight is going on. So it starts out bright day mm-hmm. and then smoke and the sky and you know, Damn. floating buildings. So it like, starts to look more and more hellish and Evangelion-y. Um, so it's like his wings are like these psychic conductors. And so Godzilla tries to fire at him and it's just deflecting it. And he's like moving like an eel through the air with this like beautiful style. And he wraps around Godzilla. Godzilla tries to do his shooting out through the spikes mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and that doesn't work. So basically he's getting his ass kicked and the Evangelions have to take over. So Kaji's flying around, following all the action. Asuka's flipping around like crazy doing like, capoeira like breakdance fight moves because <laughs> at one point when there's like buildings flying at the other evangelians and Azaga jumps in front and like spin like totally capoeira stuff is kicking building pieces away that's cool um shinji and ray go forward they throw up an eight for some reason the evangelians were like firing off at fields left and right hmm. to protect things which i thought was kind of interesting i mean i think we established that eventually there's stuff like that but they was like really hardcore using their their at fields and hmm. uh, moments of shinji and ray like holding each other and like putting up at fields um but the uh Ghidra can just break through it and you keep seeing it shattering so eventually kaji has um ray hold on to your vehicle mm-hmm. and um all the pilots are planning what to do uh, and the big finale is they're sort of like hey they come up with a plan where they're all going to work together and so Ghidra's flying around um, Asuka climbs a building, jumps up and grabs onto his leg as he passes by overhead to like weigh him down. And then Ray jumps up and grabs onto her. So with one hand, Ray, you know, zero is holding onto Asuka's leg. And then the other hand, she's holding you. So you're like watching mm-hmm. all the action here. Uh, Ghidra's, you know, firing at her repeatedly, like right in front of your face, trying to knock her off. You're feeling the wind behind your, your head. Um, uh, and there's water spraying on you occasionally here too. Um, and then, you know, she's yelling, Baka Shinji, stupid Shinji, mm-hmm. you know, come and finish off the part of the thing. And so there's like some sort of tower in Osaka, which looked like sort of Tokyo Tower. I'm not sure what the actual landmark is, but the idea is there was a big sword hidden inside of it. Cool. So it like folds down and Shinji in unit one pulls out this giant sword. <laughs> he comes running forward, leaps off of the different floating buildings, like stepping Whoa. stones, and drives the sword directly into king ghidra so the blood sprays on you you can feel the splash of that crashing down into a building wow um and then godzilla blasts him with a beam and then you know he blows up and you know ray there's a big surge of you know flame and then ray and unit zero comes and blocks you from the blast like she does shinji Mm -hmm. and when they're fighting romiel Mm -hmm. it's like oh there's ray she's actually protecting you and then you know cut to black then Misato appears, you know, it seems like, oh my God, what happened? And then Misato's little picture comes up. Shinji congratulates you, <laughs> offers his hand to the audience, and then you fade into white. Um, Damn. So pretty exciting. Um, yeah. 
So that Ka- sounds fucking awesome. So Kaji was piloting this. It's helicopter. either he was piloting it or he was inside the thing. <laughs> but like he was seeing, you know, and it's like Kaji would appear, and it seemed like he was responsible for intercepting and coming to help you. Did he look super cool, or was he, he wearing like a big bulky helmet? He looked like, super cool. Cool. It was just. It seemed like I don't. I. I'm trying to remember, and this also seems like a weird fever dream. I saw it twice. I went yeah, and watched it. Sounds the thing, like something you just like, made up. Twice in a row. <laughs> like it literally just sounds like you had you, you, that you like thought. Of oh, this totally. And came and told us about it. Like, yeah. Wouldn't it be so cool if? Yeah. 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 Um, no, but I think it was like still pictures of them. Like like your ID photo would pop up, mm. and then you'd hear the voice, oh, but their uh, their lips weren't necessarily flapping as they were appearing in your screen. Got it. Uh, so it was just like a cool looking still picture of Kaji. Um, like in Metal Gear Solid. It's, yes, it was right? very Metal Gear yeah, okay, Solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like a couple of weird things I noticed though. Yeah, the Nerve logo was the old Nerve logo. Asuka's name was the new Asuka name, which in the rebuild movies she's Asuka Shinaka, uh, Shikanami Langley, as opposed oh, to Asuka wait, Soryu oh, Langley. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Oh, did we not ever talk about this? Well, we haven't really talked. We we, the we keep movies. dipping into the rebuild movies, but I, yeah, I yeah. forgot that that was one of the changes. Yeah, Asuka Langley Soryu is her yeah. name in the show, and Asuka Shikanami Langley is her name in the rebuild movies. Interesting. Always named after battleships, but... Yeah, so that made it a little unclear, like, what are we in rebuild or original continuity here? And the... Remind me now, the old Nerve logo is the maple leaf? Just the maple leaf, mm-hmm. without any sort of weird other shit going on. That's right. They redesigned it. The reboot is really busy. There's like a lot of... I think there was like an apple yes. half like, that's part of it. Yep. Or okay. maybe that's on the Sele logo. I thought that... Because both the Sele logo and... But I think Nerve has now an apple, and the Sele logo has like a snake mm. on it. Where, yeah, there's too much going on. But I also noticed there was like text on the camera that said Expo 70 apostrophe 70 as it's like does this supposed to take place in 2070 so i wasn't sure on the timeline there was a lot of talk in like news photos and stuff they were showing you as you were waiting that talk about the second impact and it looked like tokyo was damaged in the second impact and so osaka 3 was acting as the capital but i'm not sure did they did the characters treat godzilla as like a known entity it like, didn't seem to be. It seemed like again. I didn't understand Japanese, but it seemed oh, yeah. like Gendo. <laughs> I think Gendo named him. Mm. Like it seemed like Gendo designated the name Godzilla because I heard him say Gojira. Like so, they were ah. like, "Okay, we're gonna call it this. This is your target." It was definitely that moment when he came on. It felt like that's what was happening. I, I have. Like, I have to do something really nerdy and and pedantic. Um, but I've just never thought about it before. Yeah, and, please. Uh, it's a fig leaf. Oh, fig leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fig leaf. Yeah, not a, a, not oh, maybe, maybe, I said maple leaf. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, I, no, I never had thought about it before. And I no, was we, like, we talked about it and we yeah, were, we yeah, because it's the, the covering their shame. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That was, yeah. But I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, is that a thing that we've looked up? And I was like, yeah, no, yeah. Because I, I, in my mind, I was, I yes. thought maple leaf, but then I was like, no, I got to, I got to double check to see. Sorry. No, good point. Thank good, you. Good, good, good. We have talked about that on the show before, but thank you for correcting I'm glad that you remembered that I didn't remember. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, it was a pretty exciting. I mean, it was just so surreal to be in line at a theme park and hear Evangelion music playing. I'm know? fucking extremely jealous. Let alone going in there to sort of, you know, and again, it's not like a full on because it's a limited time ride. So it was, you know, it was a movie. It was in 3D. Your seat's moving a little bit. It wasn't like the Spider-Man ride if you've ridden on that where it's like have. you have a car that's moving through and it's like 3D and it feels like you're 
moving around and there's like heat blasting you and like it wasn't as immersive or as intense as some of those or like the Harry Potter ride where it's like mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah, the Harry Potter ride like you know you simulator yeah. stuff. It was a 4D movie, you know, it was a 3D movie with a little bit of flourishes, but it was Evangelion and you're watching Evangelion have a fight with Shin Godzilla. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now if this cuz you said this thing's going away like soon, right? Yeah. If it if it ever comes back, will you let us know and Kevin we should go. I would love to. It sounds you know, so fucking cool. It sounds so rad because I think honestly Luke around the same time that you were experiencing this 40 experience, I was in uh, Minneapolis at the Mall of America <laughs> with uh, filmmaker Eva Michonne and we actually took a 4D ride experience oh, called really? Flyover America, uh-huh. uh, in which you're like, you know, in these seats that are suspended and you're looking at this kind of big wraparound screen, but it's yeah. a low resolution situation. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, it's it's a really kind of, um, how to say it? I don't know. The, the experience is worthwhile because you're seeing like America, but, mm-hmm. um, and you're feeling like wind gusts and there's a, there's a ride called Soaring or Soarin'. That is at the California Adventure, and I think they put it at Epcot Center in Orlando, and it's kind of what you're talking about. I think it's the exact same thing. And while we were watching it, it was like, cool, this is cool, but like when I'm hearing you describe all of this (laughs) shit, it's just like, fuck, I wish... I wish... Wish an Evangelion would run by. Exactly. Just pop up over them, you know, the... Uh, Blue Ridge Mountains or something like that. Yeah. I, you, yeah. Fun fun fact that I'm going to go out on a limb and I, I don't fully know the history of this stuff, so I could be conflating something that um, uh, it doesn't exa- isn't exactly true. But if I if I understand my history correctly, uh, I can make another connection to my favorite thing to do is connect this to 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> in that uh, the Back to the Future ride, yes, the original Back to the Future ride is RIP based on like the technology that was used to create that experience. Like the concept of this sort of immersive like Mm -hmm. thing was, I believe developed by Doug Trumbull when he it's cause it was pre IMAX and he was trying to basically create IMAX before IMAX existed. And it was a, a process called show scan, I think. And it was supposed to be like a new, more immersive way. And there was like a whole bunch of stuff about it, uh-huh. but it didn't studios didn't want to do it for normal movies. And he ended up selling it to theme parks instead. And mm. that's what sort of created that whole concept. What the back to the future ride is, if you don't know, is a giant domed screen, sort of like, you know, bigger than IMAX, but like a kind of a wrap around, mm-hmm really domed screen and then a theater full of basically DeLoreans with yeah. no with no front uh sort of seated in a stadium seating style situation all moving in unison to the images on the screen yeah yeah so it you know the dinosaur hits you and it your car your seat moves a lot mm-hmm. and you have these sort of windows on the side but like if you when in the back to the future right i made the mistake once or twice of like leaning forward and looking to my left or right and I could see the big expanse of other DeLoreans beside mm-hmm. me all sitting yeah, in unison yeah. which <laughs> broke the illusion but yeah it's like, it's like a, you are in like a movie theater but you're in a little car basically mm-hmm, in, a, mm-hmm. in a big slanted thing so, with a big domed screen so what I'm getting at is that you could one could draw a sort of uh, lineage to the Back to the Future ride as being the first one of the first really successful versions of now all these things that are sort of used yeah, in simulator, right? And Doug Trumbull is, of course, famous for being the uh, filmmaker who Stanley Kubrick hired to do the uh, Stargate sequence at the end of 2001. Oh, okay. So, so the same guy who who developed the slit scan 
technology that makes all the streaking colors and all the crazy trippy shit also made the Back to the Future ride. Uh, and, mm. you know, now we have things like an Evangelion 40 experience that one could argue would not exist without the Back to the Future ride as a, a yeah, when we were Star Tours, was that before? I mean, simulator rides have existed for a while. Yeah. But I'm just finding a way to shoehorn in. A you know, <laughs> there is a rationalization for the Back to the Future ride and like looking uh, to your left or right and breaking the illusion by seeing other yeah. DeLoreans by like kind of calling into mind like string theory and like you're warping through time. <laughs> Am I just one DeLorean alter- amongst yeah. a sea of DeLoreans? Like all the possibilities of, mm-hmm. the, you know. I only have, it's like, yeah, it was like seeing the code of the Matrix or something. Like, I just, no, I'm in a DeLorean. I'm flying around. Yeah, Wait, but yeah. if I look, if I just have the ability to look beside me, I can see. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, you're, you're I'm, seeing. I'm uh, beyond my perspective. And I can see that there are all these other perspectives that only see the world from the singular thing. Yeah. So, no, there's uh, a dinosaur bumping into my DeLorean. That's uh, the people in the cave. By yeah, the yeah. Plato's people in the cave. Um, well, that's fucking cool. So that's I wanna go. fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna come back or if they're gonna do more in the future. I mean, like I said, they I think this is the fifth anniversary of Cool Japan at Universal Studios Japan, so they'll probably continue to license cool shit. Um, now let us know. I was curious while you were in Japan if uh, you would have had a chance to actually go to the location where Eva is based off of the actual. No, where see this? There's an actual city. Uh-huh. In Japan, that like somebody on the internet took like photos of like this is that like you know kind of compressed uh-huh. subway shot where oh like, really Shinji gets off the Whoa. train yeah I, and I you know forgive me for not recalling the actual name of the oh, city shit. but yeah. there's a there's a particular location that it's like based off of huh yeah. mm-hmm. interesting we should look into that interesting no but um you, yeah we can talk about these other the other two things real quick if we want to. Yeah, the, did you the see bar and anything the, particular? The yeah, store. I mean the bar. It's like overpriced uh, Japanese food. They all has loose tie-ins to the. Yeah, it was in. Uh, where was that? Oh, that was also in Ikebukuro, and uh, is yeah, they this is different bars that they redecorated. It had actually been there before, and it came back. And I posted some video of it on our Twitter and uh, took some pictures. You can find the menu. Like the fun mm-hmm. thing is the menu to see all the little foods like they have shumai, like dumplings mm-hmm. that look like little uh, satchel faces. <laughs> um, wow, okay. And they had like some sort of like like pork ribs or something that were like laid out over a red cross. Um, so like there, there, but there's a dinner menu and the lunch menu. So yeah, if you look up Ava Cafe or Ava Bar or Ava Pop-Up Bar, you could probably you know, find it online and then you could just have fun looking at, at the different menu. But unfortunately we got there at lunchtime. So they didn't have like all the cool stuff. They just had this, these like this AT field cold noodles. So it's, it was a (laughs) bunch of like limes floating in a cold soup with noodles in a sort of a, a citrusy flavored soup, but it looked, um, like a bunch of stuff, like when a bunch of bullets or something hit an AT field or whatever, and there's sort of those circular things. I think that was sort of what it was trying to recreate. But they had stuff like with chick- chicken wings that, that look like... Oh, the, the funniest thing was like a, a squid, looked like a squid, a fried squid that was looked like sham shell uh, <laughs> quite a bit. Is that the dumpling? That's not... That's something else. Ben's oh, okay. pulling that's up a, stuff. Oh, that's a dessert, yeah. Um, so we could only get drinks and we could get that soup. So we got that soup... Oh, there was an omelet too. The other thing we could have gotten was an omelet that had the the sele eyes, the inverted triangle with the eyes on the uh, on the omelet. We got the soup, <laughs> and then we each got a drink. My wife got a drink that was like the Ava Unit One drink, so it was like a purple and green like layered colors. 
was like a sour grape kind of cool. flavor. And then I had drinkable LCL, which was a mixed drink. <laughs> and then it came with a test tube full of orange. I think it was probably orange juice. And the idea was I was supposed to dump it into the drink and then mix it myself. So I took a picture of that too. So yeah, I got this this test tube in a glass with this orange liquid that I pour into the thing. It's really funny. And then drink. Uh, was it good? It was quite good. Uh, and the noodles were kind of cool because it was fucking hot in Japan. So it was even okay to have the cold noodles. It was kind of refreshing. But I wanted to get, I wanted some of the more elaborate uh, dishes. But yeah, it's it's fun. There was Attack on Titan one somewhere in the city too. So it's just, yeah, it's just overpriced bar food, but made in really cutesy ways. You know, if you see the cute little bento boxes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, that that's, that's better than Some I pretty was, impressive yeah. stuff that, yeah, it looks, looks super cool. But it's just fun, you know, you climb to the fourth floor. And the, oh, the other thing was on they had big TVs, like, you know, big HD TVs playing Evangelion. It was all Evangelion music. So, like, you walk in and, you know, like, Decisive Battle is playing or whatever. But I noticed when we sat down, they played, and, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for End of Evangelion, but they were playing really gruesome, like, a music video that had, like, some really gruesome footage from End of Evangelion. And the song, Calm Susser Toad, from End of Evangelion, which plays... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the crucial scene and it's very surreal to be sitting and like eating food and drinking while like <laughs> some of this stuff you know characters screaming on the screens in the background and this uh you know apocalyptic music playing um so very surreal experience but but fun and they had a little store and i have the sticker that's now on my laptop that is that. misato drinking uh drinking beer oh it's um, a great sticker and uh yeah, I think I, th- I can't read everything that it says, but I think it's an advertisement for the for the bar. Um, so there's that, and then there's the Ava store, which, like I said, is like a, a pop up store that just stays there with high end stuff. But they had, mm-hmm. well, they had like autographed stuff from Anno and his wife, oh, wow. and, a, and a sketch of him from uh, Insufficient Direction mm-hmm. of him and Rompers, like the Director Coon character, the cutesy version. Um, yeah, so they, those are all framed. I took some pictures of those, like in throw up uh, on the Twitter and they had like wedding rings that looked like the Lance of Longinus curled around. Wow. Uh, they had some very expensive like phone cases and watches, uh, a pool float that looked like an entry plug. <laughs> um, wow. I got this little thing for my, uh, which will actually come up in the next episode we're going to do, but I got this little doll. I don't know if you guys recognize oh, uh, Oscar. This little, the Asuka doll, oh, which yeah. we'll be able to talk about soon. Um, but not a ton of shirts. Like, you know, I was showing you guys online, because this is the other thing with the Ava store, was just periodically for a period of God, 10 years or more, I would get online and just look at the Ava store. And I think there's probably ways now to ship internationally. It'll be a real pain in the ass to do it, but it, uh, there might be ways to sort of kind of get it done. But just longingly stare at the wide variety of really obscure and cool t-shirt designs of the Evangelion. So, cause you can get your hot topic t-shirts and stuff here, but it's like always just like, yeah, there's a picture of Asuka or a picture of Ray, but they, they have some really cool shit. And so going there was, I was so excited mm-hmm. and we finally got there and it was like, oh, there's some, like these are really expensive and the ones that they have are not super cool. So I ended up not getting a lot there. You didn't get us shirts. I didn't, I got, I ended up getting Ben a shirt from somewhere else. Um, but the shirts are very expensive. It's like thirty-five to fifty dollars a T-shirt. 
I bet they rule though. I went when I was in the <laughs> Mall of America. Uh-huh. I went to Hot Topic specifically to find an Evangelion shirt, mm-hmm. and there was a couple, and they sucked. Yeah, they're not I mean, great. But even like even looking online because we've talked about this before, like a lot of it's just. I mean, there's so many of them, and I it's hard to like. It's hard to see like yeah like what's the good ones because it's like yeah I mean it's cool that it's, it's also still on, popular like, in Japan to have the design on the back and something small on the front, which is a which is a, kind of frustrating. An affectation that I don't cotton to at all. No, but they had a really there's a cool one online that has the nerve operators. It has the you know the silhouette of the three. Oh yeah, yeah, we just that one. Aoba and Maya and Makoto, and then on the back it has some stuff. So I mean, it, but they didn't have any of those anyway. They had just more of the bigger. Uh, like some like like ones that like I couldn't wear them because it would feel like I was like like an Ed Hardy shirt or something. Mm. Like it was a cool <laughs> that's what, design. That's what I thought you were gonna say, but yeah. it was like I don't I don't want to look like I'm some sort of Ed Hardy shirt douchebag. I don't want to look like the the dad from John and Kate plus eight. If you yeah. guys remember <laughs> when the dad from John and Kate plus eight had his freak out and he like looked like a total asshole, oh, yeah, like a, like a big like Hawaiian shirt looking thing. Well, it's like, like it would be you know like really cool like beautiful pictures like. Well, they had the one of the coolest things I saw was a Shin Godzilla jacket. You know, those like it's not like the well, sort of like the drive jacket, but like those those jackets like that are that are the ringer jackets, and they sort of have the uh, silvery or shiny material or like black with like white piping, and then on the back it'll be like an embroidered, like a really fancy embroidered mm-hmm. thing. Like oftentimes it'll be like a like a geisha or some sort of yeah yeah. They had a, a Shin Godzilla one that had like Sakura uh, petals, and then like the big scary Shin Godzilla design all etched on the back. That's I mean, it's like, cool. you know, hundreds of dollars. And I was like, but I, if I wear that, I'll look like a total asshole. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like something that you just want to admire, but like, uh-huh. you, you're like, when am I actually going to put that on? And yeah. Go out and, like, yeah. And that was why I was struggling. Cause I was like, can I, do any of these look like something Ben would wear? I got a Ray one for myself that was long sleeved and it was like sort of the best of what was there. And it was a little bit cheaper. Cause again, like some of them are like super crazy expensive. So I did get you guys stuff. <gasps> But Kevin, you get a relatively small thing. I I owe Ben because Ben bought me the Zatoichi box set for my birthday, <laughs> which is like hundreds of dollars. Which so just, I was like, which just put you in a sort of I like owe him karmic terror. I owe him stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which and, was not intended to do. But and it, Ben doesn't want anything really. Like so I was like, what the fuck does he even? When do I get I've, him? I've been told by many people very close to me that I'm the hardest person to buy gifts for. Well, uh, my wife is harder for than you, but you're still quite difficult. Yeah. Um, so I did get you some stuff and, and Kevin's got the smallest thing, but in some ways he's got the best thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's do it on, let's do it on Give my stuff. So here, I, there's the Ray shirt. Oh, hell yeah. I was at just some weird, weird place. I gave Ben the choice of Asuka or Ray t-shirts, hoping he'd pick Asuka. Cause I already have like two Ray shirts. And I know yeah, Kevin, Kevin has a Ray shirt. Um, so I was hoping you'd say Asuka, but you picked Ray, and I couldn't go against your wishes. Uh, I'm glad I asked. They did have one cool one that had a satchel face and the text uh, target in the center and pull the switch, but they only had it in large, and I did realize that medium is probably what you're going to wow, need. Ah, that's a good shirt, so, man. It's a shirt with with Ray. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's got it's sort of like um, I don't know how would you describe that. I mean, I'll take a photo of it, but like almost like it's like in three D or something. But you're but not wearing the glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the, the colors are sort of like um, offset. offset from each yeah. other, and it makes for a sort of like a Halo-y thing. That's pretty it's fucking cool. Like a martini cool. print. That's what yeah, yeah. and it says Ray Ayanami on it. So yeah, yeah. good looking. Uh, not bad. No, and then at the Ava bar, here's a little notebook um, that oh, looks cool. like a nerve file. Yeah, it says for your eyes only. 
Because I ended up getting the shirt last minute, but there's also a pen that I got from the Ava store. Whoa. And I know you're picky about pens, so yeah, maybe, but this is maybe it will suck. Uh, yeah, but it'll, it'll be look a nice. Uh, you know, this will be my new contract signing pen. <laughs> and then you each get one of these, and these are small. I don't know. Are you familiar with the the gotcha font or the gotcha pawn thing in Japan? Yeah, but I forget what that is. Those are the balls, the uh, uh, vending oh, yeah. machine oh, balls. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Gotcha I, just, I never know what they're called. Yeah, yeah, are all over the place in Japan. I fucking love those things. It's like anytime I have like a couple coins in my pocket and I see one, I just like compulsively get stuff from them yeah it's, it's basically the ultimate version of if you're not familiar in america and you go to the grocery store as a kid and you get yes. like a super ball out of the machine Always. or you Love like get the little sticky hand mm-hmm. so you put the money in and you, and the little ball comes out but they've you know in japan it's just a real art form and there's tons of cool and surreal shit yeah, it was like weird yeah weird one that was things. tiny snipers and so it was like household objects like you know headphones or something and then a little miniature sniper would be coming out of it <laughs> so you just set these things around the house it just looks like there's this tiny little sniper coming out of a little you know bonsai tree or whatever that you'd have sitting around the house there's ones that was earplugs that looked like a woman okay. like would be stuck in your ear so you'd like put the earplugs into sleep or <laughs> on the plane or whatever amazing. and it looked like there's a tiny woman trapped inside your ear um seems like but- a great job Obviously, there's all these licensed. I want. I want. The, I, want I want to meet the Japanese Don Draper of Gachapon designs. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I've got the new idea. Earplugs. Lots of cute that look like women. Animal. <laughs> What's every man want? To have a tiny woman stuck in his ears. <laughs> I, I, I think this joke is going nowhere, but I, no, but I really going. like the idea of it's like the, the monthly meetings and there's like the guy, there's the Pete, the Japanese Pete Campbell that's like, you know, has the shitty idea and no one likes it. And he's jealous of the guy that had the woman earplugs idea and it's like a huge hit. And then they all want to meet the Japanese Pete Campbell for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're like cute bowing animals or whatever. And obviously it's a big thing with you know, anime nerds and stuff because all the little models and characters and Evangelions mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, stuff. So there was a store and I was able to find stuff and you each, you know, I saw it one. And I was like, okay, I have to get this for Kevin. And this is the first stuff I bought. And I was like, well, I'll get this for Kevin. And I was like, well, I got to get this one for Ben. So here Ben gets a tiny little Maya. Oh, nice. Uh, and then for Kevin, I had to get a little... <gasps> Yui Akari. Oh, Luke, this um, rules. Oh, so, that's great. I've never uh, seen. I've never it's a seen small a thing, but I've never seen like uh, toys of either of these characters. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Excellent. Thrilled. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So we can take some pictures and post those yeah. so people can see what the fuck we're talking about. But obviously, the, I wanted to look more. I and I could have spent all day in Akihabara, and I did on oh, my yeah. last trip a lot, but it was a heat wave and super fucking sweltering hot, and my wife was with me, and I could only go into so many multi-leveled stores. Oh yeah, claustrophobic, crowded, eight-level stores to be like, let me look at a slight variation of the same stuff <laughs> you've been looking at for the past, you know, two hours. Um, you know, next time I'll I'll plan to just be like, look, I'm gonna be in Akihabara all day, and <laughs> yeah. I'll go by myself and just. You know, if I have to sweat it out, whatever, I'll just continue to look for shit. Um, but was it? Did you see a lot of other people buying Evangelion stuff? Um, not necessarily. There was. I definitely felt kinship with. I, I there's like a. I can't remember how much it was. It was like forty dollars or something popcorn bucket that I bought at Universal Studios. Oh yeah, you showed me that. Yeah. And uh, it's a Ava Unit One head that can open its mouth. <laughs> 
and the eyes light up <laughs> and the popcorn thing in the back comes out so you can wash it. But it's, it's like a giant, it's the size of a human head, <laughs> unit one head that like roars. And will so, you eat popcorn out of it? At I home? will never eat popcorn out of anything else. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> so excited to eat some, I don't even like popcorn that much, but I'll definitely be eating popcorn out of that thing for the rest of my life. Um, but anybody else that I saw that bought one, I was like, okay, well that person's cool. Yeah. I, I did see a girl that had, uh, I, I feel like she had an Evangelion shirt on and she had that thing. I was like, okay, this, it was like some eight year old girl. I was like, this kid's cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anybody that had anything sort of like that. Um, but I didn't see a ton. I didn't see a ton of Evangelion merchandise out, you know, on display because like, it's all, a lot of the stuff, like, there's a, there's a store called Animate there, and it's all, like, one of the levels of the store is just character goods. And mm-hmm. so it's all arranged by show, mm-hmm. and you go and you get your stuff. But it's, you know, it's what's popular right now. Yeah, the yeah, Animate yeah. thing is, like, what's happening What was the most popular thing if you just had to base it? Well, there's a lot of stuff that's just not for me, like, you know, like, uh, so I couldn't even tell exactly what it was. But, like, the, the shows are the bunch of sexy guys are yeah. super popular because people want to buy the goods of all the different sexy guys. Mm-hmm. So like, I think, you know, there's, I know there's a show called free. That's okay. like the, the sexy swimming guys show. <laughs> there's uh he's like Yuri on ice. I think it's called. There's like the sexy skating guys show where it's just ensemble of sexy guys that do some kind of sport. <laughs> yeah. When I was there, the it was the new final the fantasy stuff. game was coming out. And when I went to the square cafe or whatever, they, they, it was all the final fantasy. It was all cause it's the, the, the new, yeah, the new final fantasy game. is just all this. It's like Wolf's rain or something. It's all, all those like, bros in a car. It's so <laughs> funny. Man. I was so confused. I was so like, this is such an yeah. odd, like, it, like, cause I mean, there's been a lot of different kind of Final Fantasy games, but that I just was surprised. It seemed like a very dated concept, but yeah, it was just specifically <laughs> just like, like Abercrombie sexy. and Fitch. Yeah, like, like no, yeah. It did, I was road like, trip. I, I was honestly yeah. like, how is this even a game? It really just yeah, it just looked like it's a why weird I haven't commercial. played it because it's like there's no girl characters. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would ultimately like it and like fall in love with those dudes, but. I, you know, I always, you know, I want to, I want to play Tifa. Well, it didn't even you know, look like there was play. like action or anything. It just looked like they were like on a road trip. Yeah, they, they like, they, they, they like practice like dance maneuvers <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> they go fishing. <laughs> they go fishing. They, they do. do. They yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, you know, I'm curious about it, but. No, if someone told me it was awesome, but I, I just, it was just so funny. Cause yeah, I, like you just forget that like, that, that is such a huge component of what drives people people's interest over there mm-hmm. like it is just it's just mm-hmm. hilarious because so, it's all like really like 90s looking guys like they look like they were like in like a new metal band or something like it was very lots funny. of hair yeah yeah. yeah yeah well yeah there's sort of the there's the whole um fuck i can't remember the name the subgenre of like gacked and uh, he's he's older now he was popular when i was first getting into stuff um but the really elaborate uh visual oh visual k or... visual k yeah, yeah. yeah. uh-huh uh-huh i can't um, i know that yeah good job thank you it's that. been years since i've thought that so I was definitely trying to find okay, where's the Evangelion section? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, trying to find the stuff that I that I wanted to find, and uh, you know, there was a few things here and there. But um, did you get Ray body pillows for both your sons? No, I I joked about body pillows, and <laughs> I had a a tiny Haruhi Suzumiya body pillow at one point, uh, if you remember. I vaguely remember. I, if there had that. been a Misato body pillow, I probably would have gotten it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, kept kept my eyes open for that stuff. But didn't didn't see a whole lot of that. Um, expensive statues, expensive sexy yeah. statues for sure. Which are a lot of just pilot stuff. That's of. the thing is, there was I would I would find Evangelion stuff, but it would specific like a lot of the newer stuff is just the pilots, mm-hmm. including 
Mari and uh, another character that you don't know yet, but Kaoru, like, but rebuild stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the the five young pilots on a beach towel or different, you know, t-shirts with them or different, yeah, you know, there's Mari stuff stand up stuff. Yeah. yeah. So lots of Mari and stuff like that, but not a lot of, you know, Misato and Gendo and the, you know, the gang the more fun characters. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you see any like uh, like Evangelion Doritos or anything like that in the Seven Elevens? Um, I didn't. Um, I feel like there was some of that shit last time I was there. But yeah, the, you know, I'm sure once the next movie comes out. Oh shit! There's the other thing though that I forgot that I got for you guys, and I don't know if I still have. Oh, I do. I got you little posters for 3.0 plus 1.0. Oh shit! Which at the movie theaters in Japan they just have. Oh, like these things, yeah, Ooh. sitting out, and it's a pretty rad fucking poster oh, that's the Eiffel Tower uh, from the ten minute preview thing. Whoa! And on the back, there seems to be in Japanese some kind of recap of the previous uh, rebuild movies, and even this nice little timeline of all the theatrical yeah. Evangelion releases and the dates that they graphic. came out. So, I'm gonna frame that. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Pretty cool. I'm really into framing things these days, and I did. You saw on Twitter, I did uh, tweet at the. Um, Yes. Downtown Independent to see if they're going to... Get that going. Do that. I mean, they liked the tweet, I think. Okay. But I should probably just, like, call somebody. My biggest struggle when I was in Japan was Weathering With You just came out, which is um, Shinkai's new... The guy who did Your Name. It's his new film. Oh, shit. Kevin and I were just talking about that movie yesterday. Yeah. And Your Name is one of my favorite movies of all time and one of my favorite animes of all time. And I, you know... it is interesting getting the different perspective because for me over here, it's like, great. I, there was a backlash against it, against your name over there because it was so popular. And I get it because every place we went into had the song from Weathering With You playing. There was like, I got a box from the Lawson, which is like a 7-Eleven mm-hmm. type place. Oh, yeah, they yeah. had uh, uh, Karaage, like chicken nuggets that mm-hmm. were branded Weathering With You. <laughs> like, So is it, it was is like, it another, like everywhere. Romance? It is about a girl who can control the weather, and the oh, trailers look fucking beautiful, shit. and it has Rad Wimps coming back to do the soundtrack, do the soundtrack for your name. Shit. So it was like fucking, like, I was so excited to see, and it's all about like rainy Tokyo, and the, so it's all like... So really we should, so should we try visually... and get the remake rights to this before <laughs> um, Bad Robot and Eric Kaiser? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but again, it's just one of those things. Like, what's so cool about it is like the fucking beautiful animation, yeah. the fucking incredible music, and like this is the thing. And so it was playing, and it's playing at the Toho Theater that has the giant Godzilla coming out of the top, which was like a two minute walk from where we were staying. Nice, but you know, it's gonna be in Japanese, and I'm not gonna understand it. So it was the real struggle of like this movie is out. It doesn't come out in America until 2020, and here it is. Like it's been out for like two or three weeks. It's playing in IMAX at this giant theater. I should just go and listen to the music and watch the visuals and have no idea what the story is and like kind of spoil the story for myself. Or do I wait however many fucking months and watch it here? And I, I didn't end up going to see it because my wife didn't really want to go. She's like, well, I don't want to watch a movie that I can't understand what's happening. Yeah. I, I, I don't know it. what I would have done, honestly, but I kind of regret not doing it now. Cause it's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. But that was a huge struggle because I fucking loved your name and this movie looks absolutely incredible and beautiful. And Damn. You know. I didn't even know about that. 
Did you know about that, Kevin? I had no idea. I was curious. We were, just, what, we were literally just watching yeah. scenes from Your Name yesterday. Just yesterday. And yeah. he's been around. Like He did five centimeters per second and uh, the place promised in our younger days. I think it was five centimeters per second, maybe, that he animated on his own, like on his laptop. Really? Uh, I never yeah. saw that. And, it was one, um, one of those ones I heard about, but is it good? Uh, none of his stuff is as good as your name. Like it feels like that really was the refinement of mm-hmm. everything you've been doing. Like it's it's there. Was it Children Who Chase Lost Voices? Like you know, they're they're good, but I didn't. I don't love them as much as I kind of want to. It's like I, I get the vibe he's going for. Um, I think I want to Makoto Shinkai. I think is his name. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that I'm saying his name correctly. Um. But yeah, what weathering with you is is the new one, uh, child of weather. I think is the literal translation. But yeah, so that was the real struggle. But anyway, and um, then you watched because um, we're just yeah, this definitely just became its own episode because we've gone for an hour. Yeah, M- Makoto Shinkai. Um, and then just for the for the hell of it, since we're just covering your whole trip, you watched that movie uh, Kingdom. Yeah, it was so funny. You were texting me about this like a couple weeks ago. Shinsuke Sato. Yeah, is... his new movie. And, yeah. and is this one because we were and I was we were talking about this guy yesterday. Um, he's the guy that does all the director that does all the manga and anime live action. Oh yeah, versions. Right. The and live then, action Bleach. He did a live action Gaunts. He did the live action. The I'm a uh, hero. I am a hero, uh, which is a zombie manga. Um, and so, is, so the new one, is it based on a manga or an anime? Yes. Yeah. And it's weird because it's based on a manga that is about Chinese history. So it takes place during the Warring States period. It's about like China, like the unification mm-hmm. of China. But it's Japanese. <laughs> so they're all yeah. speaking Japanese, but it sort of feels like a, like a Wuja movie or something. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, I, I texted you because we had sort of crossed paths with that director at yeah. one point. <laughs> Um, and super cool dude, and so yeah, I was really sort, cool sort of showing you like, look at this huge budget and like yeah, sumptuous, it's like his biggest like, movie by far, right? Yeah, like, it looks like Hero or something, you know, like like huge crowds and big sets and stuff. Um, yeah, super cool. Yeah, um, look for it. I wonder if we're, I mean, I'm sure we'll get plane. some kind of release over here, probably just on Netflix. Maybe but. I don't even know if I'm not a or I am a hero. Um, it played in festivals. I don't know. If it's it actually... got a release over here though. Oh yeah, maybe it hasn't yet. I don't know if it's officially ever come out but it's a good little zombie yeah you would like that movie kevin have you heard of it out no yeah oh it's really it's fun it's like a little especially the beginning yeah yeah it's like a it's like a a a sort of nerdy guy that uh kind of gets to be cool when a sort of zombie apocalypse situation happens and there's sort of a romance plot and it's sounds great fun (laughs) i think yeah whatever we can show it to you yeah um but yeah, sorry, that was a lot. But I definitely wanted to talk about the 4D movie and all the Evangelion stuff in Japan that I was able to consume while I was there. Listen, um, I mean, you know, fans of this podcast, uh, I assume they're interested in these things. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, you know, skip it. It's a bonus episode. We'll, yeah, we'll get you back to You don't have to, to hear about all this stuff, but uh, I'm glad that we did. Welcome back, Luke. Yeah, sorry for just rambling on and on. I know this is a lot of just my voice saying and then king yudra came out and then <laughs> well, that's the best it's because yeah when, it, when and i said it, zero came and said it protected sounded you? like a like a dream that you had uh or like something you made up it also sounds like you made it up yeah as like a eight-year-old yeah. like it's, <laughs> yes it's, it's, it sounds i realize now i sound like my kid talking about like subnautica or terraria or whatever video game but he's that's playing. what's but that's what's great about it that it <laughs> that it's that it's connecting to like because it's like the kind of thing like yeah like when you're a kid you're like oh like what if you know link from zelda could fight 
you know, but it's like, you know, it's well, now like, he can. It's Super Smash Brothers. No, exactly. It's, it's like Super Smash Brothers is the is yeah, like that's just what that is. And so it's like hearing. Uh, I mean, I would much rather play. I would much rather play that if there was uh, a Navy Unit One and a Shin Godzilla that I could Fuck yeah. fight as. Like, I mean, are they, yeah, there's a whole other. Because they haven't yeah. made like a Shin Godzilla game, have they? No. Are there Godzilla video games? Yes. Well, there was famously there was the uh, the GameCube ones, um, the Rulers of Earth. I think. I uh, yeah, we played one at my house once. There was like a it was like a four for all, like a a fighting uh, game, like a wrestling game. It was yeah. essentially like a wrestling game mechanic, where you're all, you know, grabbing each other and throwing each other around okay, the city. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Um, well, they should make they should uh, make a Evangelion versus Shin Godzilla game. That'd be great. Please, yeah. There's we will. Uh, yeah, I want to do a whole thing on video games at some point. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, this is actually funny. This has nothing to do with anything, but it, it's worth referencing because it was the Shin Godzilla thing. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day because I started watching uh, Chernobyl finally, and uh, a Chernobyl is really good. But I was talking to somebody about um, about Chernobyl and how interesting it is. Um, from a sort of insidery Hollywood perspective, which if people don't know, it's that the show was created and written solely by uh, screenwriter Craig Mazin, who's famous for, he wrote like, I can't remember which, like not, not, not another teen movie or like, he wrote like the scary movie three and four. He's like famous oh, for being a guy okay. that came yeah, up yeah, through yeah. like the shitty comedies and has graduated to doing sort of like bigger stuff. Like he wrote some of those like Melissa McCarthy movies and stuff, but either mm-hmm. way, like nothing in his entire you know suggests career suggests Chernobyl. Chernobyl, which is like a pretty deadly serious thing. And I was telling uh, this to a friend of mine and, and she was like, yeah, but if you think about it, Chernobyl is also, it, it is kind of funny. And it was like, and I was like, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. And I was like, no, I guess you're right. It's kind of like the, the, the way that it, if you look at it from a comedy perspective, it's just a bunch of people trying to dodge blame for this horrible thing that right. happens. And it is a bunch because like there's a scene after scene of people in boardrooms going, okay, this is fucking horrible. You, um, you know, minister of the blah, blah, blah. And they're like, not my fault. This guy over here, he's the one. That is. And they just constantly are shifting the blame. And right. I was like thinking, I was like, that Godzilla. is kind of funny. And then I realized it's like, oh, it's basically just Shin Godzilla. Right. It's the same thing. Like it's like if yeah. it's, like, it's like Shin Godzilla is actually they play it for humor, but it was yeah, it was just a funny realization last night. That I was like, it's like yeah, Chernobyl is basically like a serious version of Shin Godzilla, and instead of Godzilla, it's this reactor thing. And so, well, there is one more thing to talk about. I don't know if we should talk about this on the show proper or not, but I cryptically referenced what Anno, a new thing. Anno's oh yeah, oh yeah, do it. Go for it. But we should probably there's, talk there's about limited the fact. information, so we might as well just talk about it now. Yeah, that. Ano and Shinji Higuchi are doing Shin Ultraman. You heard about this? I did. Yeah. Yep. Which is ridiculous. Because <laughs> and, and we sort of manifested it on this podcast. I feel... Well, yeah. I mean, I, de- I definitely... It, it's, it's the most surreal thing. It's the most... I remember when they were making the Avengers movie. And it's like, oh, they're going to do the Avengers movie. And talking to you online <laughs> yeah, at no. some point, And they're like, well, who should do Avengers? Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, at the time, Joss Whedon was just the guy who did Buffy. You know, like, he was just this like, <laughs> no, this little was, Yeah, this was guy. in like Facebook comments. People and were I was throwing like, out listen, it. man. Like, you know, there's one guy who can do ensembles of people with superpowers. And that's Joss Whedon. And it's like, that'll never happen. And then it fucking happened. And it was like, holy shit. Like, this is a dream come true. <laughs> And then it was a very similar reaction when they announced Anno doing Shin Godzilla. It was like, because I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I was like, wait a minute. They're doing a new Godzilla movie <laughs> in Japan. And the guy who did Evangelion is going to do it. And they, the thing was, they announced it 
on April 1st in the U.S., <laughs> which is the way the time change works is you're a day ahead in Japan. So it's April 2nd in Japan, but it hit here. So for the longest time, I was like, wait, no, is it, is it fucking, uh, no, is this a joke? Like mm-hmm. I, need, I wasn't, you know, couldn't tell for, for a minute there and like try not to believe it. But I even remember telling a mutual <laughs> friend of ours, Simon, at some point, like around when Shin Godzilla was coming out or right after to come out and being like, look, I love Godzilla, and I'm so glad that he did it, but there's, there's like a part of me that just knowing Anno's history and the Evangelion thing is like, man, I kind of wish he'd done Ultraman instead. Like, there's a little part mm-hmm. of me that kind of wishes that that was the case. And now, he's fucking doing it. Now, he's not directing it. Shinji Higuchi's going to direct it. Anno's writing and producing it, and will join which, the team which I, fully. Which I, I think is basically it's it's, how a lot of stuff works. Yeah, probably similar to what happened on uh, Shin Godzilla, if I'm being, and a lot of Evangelion, being honest. Uh, yeah, with probably more Kazuo Suramaki than uh, Shinji Higuchi. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Shinji Higuchi's been a guy who's been involved in Gainax from the very beginning. So it's, you know, it's still all the team. You know, I'm hoping that uh, Shiro Sagisu does the, the music and they get some of the some of the designers back I'm to do monsters to and shit. But yeah, just it's so great that Gainax, one of the Gainax's first things they did was that that fan Ultraman film where Ono himself played yeah. Ultraman. And now I, think, I, think, I think I asked you on the podcast if you thought he would do an Ultraman movie at some point because it does just like it, it does just make so much sense. Well, he had a museum like Ano put together a curated a museum of Tokusatsu that was running in Japan a few years ago, mm-hmm. like where they had props and stuff. And that's if they they made that short film. What is it? The God descends on the city or whatever. Yeah, There's, yeah. I'll have to find it. It was pre. I, I gotta find the title so you can look it up. But there's a short tokusatsu film that he and Shinji Higuchi did that has mm-hmm. these sort of puppet monsters that are attacking the city. Uh, and I think that's probably what got Shin Godzilla going. But I think they made it for that for that museum installation that they they had. So, yeah, this seems like an inevitable thing that they would eventually do this. It makes so much sense, but it's also obscenely exciting for me personally because it is the confluence of many passions. Um, I can't even imagine yeah be. i can't really i'm trying to think of what's what would be a more ridiculously perfect thing for you yeah, it's I don't kind know. of i mean it's you know because the best the ultraman is at its best when it gets a little surreal and you know i i, I feel bad because we recommend stuff you know i had somebody online uh you know talk about wanting to get into ultraman and it's like well because you know evangelion and legion are good and it's mm-hmm. like okay well ultraman's not like evangelion or yeah. legion like it's not as cerebral as that but then occasionally there'll be like a weird episode that gets trippy and so there is a precedent for some of this weird stuff that hopefully Anno gets a little weird with it and, I would imagine and they going to. they do something yeah do something cool because kevin you've never seen ultraman have you? no yeah and i haven't really either. and i realized what i need to do is I need to sort of curate like a list of like five episodes of from all the different series, and I you know I think a lot of people would have trying that. to jot stuff down occasionally as I watch some because they're you know there's so fucking much Ultraman, yeah, and each you know each series is somewhere between thirteen you know fifty two episodes, you Jesus know, Christ, yeah. so there, there's there's a lot and there's but there's definitely a lot of good ones from the original series that is coming out on blu-ray soon from mill creek and so i kind of want to hold off on watching any of that again until i can watch it there but i should try and yeah find here are some five you know, cool episodes to watch to give you just a sample of yeah, a please. taste of ultraman that's cool and some of the some of the more uh 
cerebral episodes that are not necessarily well, and just, just it'd be nice to have as a ramp up to because obviously we're going to see the Anno movie yeah. I mean whatever he's going to do 2021 awesome so there you go yeah it's a good time to be an Anno fan I guess so how right. old is Anno? 50s young buck he's still got you know maybe 60s I kind of I don't look right now I, I want to say 60s kind of makes more sense but I yeah, it feels like a guy that's just like perpetually 52 in my mind, but yeah, that's probably an outdated thing. He's born in 1960, so that makes him what? Don't ask me to do math. 50. Does that mean he's turning 60? Yeah. All right. Right? I think mm-hmm. if I did that correctly. Yeah, 59. He's born on May 22nd. Whoa, okay. So he's, um, yeah, that means if you, Anno and I have. The, we're both Tauruses, then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. Uh, all right, so yeah, sorry, I talked yeah, a lot, but that was great. Um, well, yeah, so we're so yeah, we're we're gonna roll right into another uh, recording. So we're gonna watch the next episode. So um, we'll see you guys uh, soon on the next episode of the uh, of the podcast with uh, Evangelion. So yeah, with Kevin next time. So cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.